Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open with Teresa and America today. Hi, guys. We're going to try something new. It's, it's a new series because we've been having a little fun with series. But this one is on the most common um, intrusive thoughts that we see in our users. So on our website, we host this program called mhascreening.org. You can check that out in the line for the podcast if you're ever wondering like, oh, do I have a mental health condition or how do I make sense of this stuff? Um, but there, we kind of have a community of people who answer questions about overcoming thoughts. And as part of that, we have the most commonly intrusive thought or negative thought or sucky thought <laughs> that we often have. Today, we're specifically going to talk about I am a failure and just dive into what it what it feels like to have this recurring struggle to think I'm a failure and what that looks like. So I, I know this starts to bring up feelings for you, America. So do you want to start? Yeah. It, I think the the first thing that I want to say is like this idea, there's this idea of intrusive thoughts. And you're like, I don't have intrusive thoughts. And then you're like, actually, um, I do. And and you don't know that you do until somebody's like, actually, you know, when you these things continuously come up in your brain, that's an intrusive thought. And you're like, oh, well, then I can give you a list of them that I have all the time. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I need to hear this because I, first of all, that's a whole thing too, right? Like, how do I know I have intrusive thoughts? Somebody told you? <laughs> yeah, man. Someone's like, oh, no, those are intrusive thoughts because I have to think back. Like, I don't know if that's how I realized I had intrusive thoughts. I think that what happened for me is that I was being so emotionally reactive to people like somebody would say something and it wasn't even personal and I would take it so personal and I would react and lash out and be like rrr, rrr, rrr. and then and then they'd be like whoa and I'd be like whoa why and I was like oh it's because I'm afraid I'm a failure that's why I acted a fool <laughs> yeah but so th that just happened it that just came to to mind that you were like this you called it from that moment an intrusive thought or you were taught that terminology oh yeah no in therapy <laughs> okay all right so, okay. okay 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 you're right you're right back it up back it up yeah okay you're right because right. otherwise you're just having these thoughts and you don't know that they or are just being explosive. yeah or being right. explosive in your relationships yeah okay right great. right <laughs> so somebody so, straight up just told you i, I gotta hear in how therapy in therapy oh. they were like when you have these things come up again and again, they're intrusive thoughts. And I was like, I don't have intrusive thoughts, right? And they're like, actually, when you think about the same thing, like if you look at this X situation and you analyze, you know, you break it down, it yeah. comes from this place. And you're like, oh, okay. damn, oh, fine. Okay, so what so, does I am a failure look like for you? The I am a failure intrusive thought comes up for me at both my best times and my worst times because in my best times, it's like, psh, don't believe the hype right now because this is going to like look like crap, feel like crap, and you suck, and there's no point in you being here. Oh. And uh, yeah, Wait, on the worst side. Breathe. Hold on. 
because <laughs> you're this is triggering like these conversations are going to be triggering like i my yeah. brain didn't even go there but you're so right and i'm so mad <laughs> it's like heartbreaking when you think that that's what we do to ourselves my husband is constantly calling me out on this he's like you literally don't let anybody give you an ounce of praise yeah and it's too painful to unpack so i've just avoided it it's hard man it's because like right now when I talk about it, I feel like a, a bit of a tightness in my chest. Oh, yeah. and I'm about like, to vomit. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. So there's so much to tie to that. And then when you when you move that into the place where I'm not at my best and I'm at my worst, I'm not doing well mentally, I'm overwhelmed by stuff. Everything's just feeling like, you know, I'm carrying tons and tons of weight on yeah. my shoulders then that intrusive thought is even worse. Yeah. I think that's great. Why don't we lean into those two frameworks? I think it's useful for people to hear us unpack the two sides. Like how do I have intrusive thoughts when I'm at my best versus how, what does it look like to have intrusive thoughts where I'm at my worst? And then and then we'll finish it up with <laughs> how do we deal with it? <laughs> okay. Okay. So the question is, what does it literally look like when you have these intrusive I am a failure thoughts when you're at your best? One, I think I'm really good at making it look like I'm fine. No, you know, especially when I'm in front of people, right? Like I have to keep it together. So on the outside, everything's perfectly normal. No, but this inside, is when you're at your best? Yeah, yeah. Like, you oh. know, because if that intrusive thought is there, it's like, I'm going to call it a gremlin, right? The little gremlin's like, oh, 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 you're going to suck. You're going to suck. And I'm just trying to keep it all together. And on the outside, I'm doing my best to keep it all together. But inside, I have to find something that's like going to like squash the little gremlin and be like, that's it. So it sounds like you're kind of paralyzed when somebody gives you a piece of praise. Let's let's say that when you're at your best, you're doing a great job and somebody gives you praise. They're complimenting you. They're like, this is you at your best. And you're saying in that moment, you're paralyzed and you have um, a gremlin. Yeah, a little bit. What does that gremlin say? Well, they may think that you're doing really good in this, but if they really knew. Yes, <laughs> because that's so true. Because when we started this thing, I was like, oh, it's a lot. Like the feelings and the thoughts around I'm a failure are also really tied to imposter syndrome thoughts. Yeah, oh, totally. And it's totally. like- actually, I'm a failure, a piece of crap. So if you just knew the truth. <laughs> right. If you actually knew. Yeah. The hard part is like somebody that's giving you praise or, or recognizing you for something that you have done really well or you're really good at. Yeah. They don't understand how that message is being received. And though the intention is for it to be heartfelt, right, and uplifting, it's both that and super like ostracizing in the same moment because you're just like, people don't really know, you know? So it's hard to bring those two kind of feelings together. Yeah. Our thoughts are complex. Like the root of failure is that you can't do anything right or you're never good enough. Is that what the root of failure is? Mm -hmm. Or is it also that like I have to ask myself what in my past made me made me so afraid or reactive. And at least for me, if I had to figure out like why I 
am always afraid that I'm going to get fired or that I'm not good enough, that even when I do something right, I don't feel right. And that's, I think I got a lot of that messaging when I was a kid. Like I would come home and be really proud of something and they'd be like, well, that's great. But look at this person. They did this or, well, why'd you get a B? Why can't you get an A? Yeah. Part of that, (laughs) I think when you, when you speak about it, it's as if a driver of that uh, is a feeling of fear of being found out in a way that's like nobody really understands me as an individual so and because i have negative thoughts about myself i see myself as you know in in this light and so that lends itself to this place of like you wouldn't you wouldn't really understand because if you knew the real me you would mm-hmm. know that i'm not good at all in this space i'm just like oh. making it up so that's fear based i hear that for you a lot of it is the found out aspect of it like the the i'm gonna be exposed (laughs) yeah you know why because what that connects to me is like people will say stuff man you're you're super smart in these areas and i'm like um you don't you don't uh, feel super smart in those areas yeah i don't and so that's why it's like the imposter syndrome is like sitting on top of all of that yeah so that's interesting because if for you in the positive space when you're doing well and you still have I'm a failure kinds of thoughts, they're really tied to being found out, not feeling confident in your strengths, mm-hmm. not maybe not giving yourself enough credit. Where, whereas yeah. my my version of I'm a failure in the positive realm when I'm receiving compliments is the um is more of the like unattainable goal po- post. <laughs> like mm. I just can never be I can never be good enough because there's no such thing and you're always crap. So you better just keep fighting and working your butt off because you, you're just never going to get there. You know, too. Okay. So you, by you saying that, what comes to mind is the fact that we are both immigrants. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a little bit more complex than I'm going to make it. But when when you come into a country and you're an immigrant and you see like in my in, in my example, right, I saw my parents work and they were constantly working to get us to be like provide for us and all that in many ways like then the light is shown on like we've done all of this for you so you you should be doing good you 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 should you know what I mean so then there is a belief that I have taken on completely that I should I should be able to show people that I I'm good in these spaces right Mm -hmm. so it's tied to that for me as well I don't know about for you I think this is a dialogue that shows us honestly what therapy does for us for you and I is that it gave us a space to unpack starting from an intrusive thought to understanding where they come from and they come from these expectations like these shoulda woulda coulda's or the way that we were messaged things that stick in your head in a really kind of screwed up way right that so much so that even a compliment is uncomfortable because it it's tweaked into this yeah. space that's just so easy for our brains to kind of go there and be in this society because I do think the society rides humanity hard, which means it just like it just expects and wants to pull so much out of you all the time. And the way that it benefits from that is that it if you can't ever be comfortable, because if you're too comfortable, then you're not really working that hard. right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, I think a lot of that is tied. Let's switch to the negative. So this is when you've done something bad or you've perceived that you've messed up. 
Yeah. Um, I try to avoid that at all costs by having no expectations. (laughs) Where this comes up for me is like, um, for folks that have been listening for a while, for us, anger is such an easy emotion to like just grab onto and we're, we're hugging that baby, right? We're just on that boat. So sometimes when I consider like that I'm at my worst is when my anger is the first reaction to anything. And with that comes along so many feelings of guilt um, Mm. and, you know, an inability to actually be like, come on, you loser. Mm. What the Mm. hell? Why can't you get it together? So then that intrusive thought of just be like, dude, how long is it going to take you to figure this crap out and be better? In my brain, I was like, oh, yeah, I got this under control. I really don't try to be reactive that way anymore. It's true. Like I used to be reactive to negative things as a, because of the intrusiveness of I am a failure kinds of thoughts, like in a lot of contexts. And what you're reminding me is I'm not a free from this intrusive thought anymore. It's not like mm. my work was done. What I realized is even in the last year, what I what I continue to think about is the roles where I feel most scared that mm. I'm good or bad at that. That's where I funneled that energy. So I'm not afraid of being a failure at work anymore, but I am so deeply afraid of being a bad parent. And I, I feel what you just described. So much guilt. You're a crappy person. You don't deserve good things. <laughs> yeah. You know, you question everything, right? Children. I feel that. And in conversations with with people really close to me, like the thing that comes up is like how it's like how deep that pool of, of intrusive thoughts is that they are like fish and working against one another. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, I need y'all to stop. And it's so overwhelming. Right. So for some folks, I know that it gets to the point that you're just like, I need to like numb this out. Right. Because it's, it's too much to take. Yeah. It's so true because when that particular intrusive thought gets the most problematic is when I have that thought with my partner, Mm. because something he is saying is making me think that he is judging me for being a bad parent. And then I can't have the time because to really attend to your intrusive thoughts and your emotional reactiveness, you need time. And in the middle of a fight where boxing gloves are coming out and big feelings are had, you don't have time to unpack. And it just, this is where I think a lot of fighting in couplehood or in work you know mm-hmm. do you relate to that like if, if you're like having i'm i'm a failure feelings at work like you're just like whoa why why are you getting so mad all of a sudden it's all tied i think together right like whether it's work whether it's relationships it's how it's the depth of the feeling that you have that then does not allow you to take that step back and be like no yeah. i know you have this thought but not today, Gremlin, right? Like yeah. not today. So you don't have the you don't have the time and you don't give yourself the space, right? And you said because anger. And I think yeah. that is so important because with a lot of intrusive thoughts, if what you feel in your body is rising anger, it's because 
what we often feel is defensive for ourselves. Yes. Because what you feel is you're being attacked about yeah. your failureness. So you got to protect yourself. Yeah. So then you yep. got to protect yourself. And and we talk a lot about like intrusive thoughts. I don't feel like the world talks enough about that rising anger, or that defensiveness or that feeling aspect and how that It It can... really feels like when, when I experience this, it feels like a wave, a wave like rushing over me because I can feel the anger, what you're talking about, the rise. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to just let you have it, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And um, then from that place, you get into this emotional state of, questioning everything right where that again your intrusive thoughts like hey <laughs> by the way mm -hmm. you know how you got angry there <laughs> remember you're supposed to be doing better you suck that type of nagging um yeah. emotional state that is just kind of like little by little breaking you down mm -hmm. if you had asked me when we first started talking and this was gonna be a hard conversation i probably would have said no because this is like I said, I did not think that this particular intrusive thought was still on my plate or my metaphorical table. Like you said, I thought I had worked really hard at squashing it. Yeah. But it can come back. I feel you. Like I, I am working right at making this be a smaller size gremlin. But when, when I am feeling more overwhelmed, when I have anger you know, related to certain aspects, I feel hurt or anything, mm -hmm. that gremlin's like, boop, boop. It's like, you know, you put water on it. Yeah. And it just explodes. The gremlins, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, um, it's funny because now I'm thinking about couples therapy, right? And like what our therapist had to tell us about how to tackle these intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And what she told us was that we had to get better at checking assumptions Mm. And now therapy has been so far away. I don't remember how she exactly did this, but I feel like what we did was like we were we were like pause. We're getting mad. We're getting reactive. Take a breath, and then we literally would say, "Can I check an assumption? Can I have a check in? What you're saying makes me feel this way. Like like what you're <laughs> saying makes me feel or think that you're actually saying this." So the checking of the assumption is actually checking of the assumption of the automatic thought and just being like, when you said that, I actually thought that what you're, what I interpreted there was that you were telling me that I'm a horrible mother and yeah. that I'm not paying attention to school. And then he would be like, no, 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 no. What? Mostly it was like that. It was like, how did you jump from a hundred? Like, how yeah. did you jump from one to a hundred? And then like, and then I would really have to believe and trust that when he said I'm being really misinterpreting thoughts but it but to do that was so much better than what we used to do which was ruminate in the shower or whatever for weeks i literally had this conversation this past weekend because there there was a point like i am hearing you say this and this is what i hear and this is how i'm interpreting it and they literally what how did you go from that to that? And you're like, what do you mean? I can connect the dots. But they're like, no. And then every time that happens in my head in my relationships, I'm like, oh, I'm literally seeing the world differently. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard work, man. You know, when I talk to people who don't struggle with mental health conditions or these kinds of thoughts, or I talk to people who are have not yet taken the work. Mm 
to go here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's response is kind of the same. They're like, that sounds so hard. Why do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, it is exhausting, but to have it on the table is even more exhausting. Like, it's worse if it's never addressed. But part of it, too, is like, I think what's useful in this conversation is that we're naming it, right? Like, I'm telling you, from a person that came into this earlier on and like, I've never had intrusive thoughts. And then somebody telling me, actually, all these thoughts that you're having are intrusive thoughts. It was like, what? what? I don't believe you, right? And then with that knowledge, now when I, when I talk to other people, I'm like, dude, you know, that's an intrusive thought. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's not it, you know? <laughs> so part of that is really that education piece on our own to then know, okay, one, yeah. this is so common that it i don't think people are have known that it's an it's a named thing so it is a thing yeah we all have them i most of the people that i communicate would have them and the the other side of it too is trying to make it where the gremlin is smaller right in my case that has been useful and it's been hard work mm -hmm. uh, part of it has been done by me really going to the people i trust and then like double checking, you know, it's like, do you really, really think that I am good at this? Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, like, yes, know. yes, you're right. Which was so awkward. You remind me I did it. I've, I forgot it because I that was traumatizing. <laughs> it's yeah. traumatizing to get good compliments. But yeah, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. I only do that with my husband because he's the only person that I can feel that vulnerable with mm -hmm. but when he gives me a compliment now I'm like I'm like really yeah and then I have to really accept it and I can tell that that's very 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 hard for me to do so I like kind of do it and then I try not to cry and then I run away mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's an important thing babe that idea of vulnerability right if you have the opportunity to feel vulnerable enough with somebody that you can have that type of conversation that's really important for me it was and so you know my my people they will be like okay we you are good like stop stop with this crap that's going on in your head stop right there and you're like but no no buts no buts that's yeah. it Oh, you're right. We, I did have a lot of people in my life who knew that I had really negative automatic thoughts and they became my emotional accountability buddy. Mm -hmm. They would basically say, I, I will not let you go there. Right. You need to stop right now. Mm -hmm. And they and they had to know me well enough that I could trust what they were saying. Right. And like use that as to build the skill to learn how to stop on that negative thinking train. Mm-hmm. I would say too, and I don't know if I haven't done this, but I know that others have um, utilized this this practice where when they have these intrusive thoughts, they will write down like literally a list, like this is the stuff that's happening in my head. You're not good at this. You you, you suck at this, blah, blah, blah. And then by reading it and, and seeing it on paper, it does something to your overall ability to really recognize how negative these are, right? And looking at them helps you frame how differently it could be if all of these, like these 10 things that are in your head, you turn them into positives, right? Yeah. And that is what building confidence looks like. 
accepting the compliments. So being good when you're good looks the same as how to get well when you're not good. Mm -hmm. And I think building confidence is at the root of a lot of that. So we'll continue to unpack this. I think we're going to take a look at some of these common intrusive thoughts that people have and and kind of look at them in this series. Awesome. Today was I'm a failure. <laughs> no, right. we're really we're not failures, Teresa. We're, we're not we're failures. really good at what we do. We are good at what we do. We are capable. We are very capable. People yes, we- make mistakes. That's right. Mistakes are acceptable. They're how we learn from life. And we are not judged by one action. <laughs> we are a collection of actions that are both good and bad or helpful or unhelpful. Or Yeah. I think this is what a lot of these podcasts are going to look like, where we're literally processing through how to, yeah. how, to, how to reframe the intrusive thoughts. Just to end, if you haven't checked it out at mhascreening.org, um, feel free to do so. You can also look up on the internet, Overcoming Thoughts, um, Mental Health America, and you'll kind of see this new tool that we're experimenting with to help people overcome their negative thoughts. It's in its building stage, but we're pretty happy with what we see there. So check it out. Awesome. We're going to talk to you next week. Yes. Keep on fighting in the open. All right. <laughs>